0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Fast and Furious season here on Cinematic Reviews. As always, I'm your host, Chris, and this is the show about all things movie and TV. Every week, I break down and review the newest releases, of beloved franchises like Fast and Furious, and even upcoming projects. You can support the show by hitting that follow button on your favorite podcast network, as well as following it on all social media platforms. You can find all of those handles on either the Cinematic Reviews Facebook page or the show's website at podgepage.com backslash Reviews. It helps the podcast out a lot, and I appreciate all the love and support out there from everyone. He really is Black Superman. Hobbs and Shaw is speeding your way. Get in the car. We're all going. Not you. I said, we're all going. Oh, come on. You might want to just... He's doing what I think he's doing. I was on survival shootstick for him. Cowboy up! <laughs> Us. If the three of us don't work together, billions of people will die. Your sister is one of the toughest, baddest most capable women I've ever encountered. No one could do it better. My kind of girl. I see what you're doing. You think I'm stupid? Of course I think you're stupid. Oh, h OP We're gonna need cars and guns. Oh, I can handle that part. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring this here, Mama. Luke, this is your home. Go, Elekua! You're gonna get one more and ass whoopee. I'm back, Superman! Here comes a Kryptonite. Well, never gives up. Fresh out the pan into the fire. Oh, no, this is not good. We're going for a ride. It's like movie directors. Welcome to my island, mother. Neither love me or leave me alone. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hobbs and Shaw was released on August 2nd, 2019. The film stars Dwayne Johnson as Luke Hobbs, Jason Statham as Deckard Shaw, Vanessa Kirby as Hattie, and Idris Elba as Brixton. The film was directed by David Leitch, who is best known for this, Atomic Blonde, both Deadpool films, John Wick, and Bullet Train. The film grossed over $760 million against a budget of $200 million. Dwayne Johnson fought hard to cast Jason Momoa as Hobbs' brother, but scheduling conflicts pre- prevented it from happening. Vin Diesel would go on to cast Momoa as the villain in this year's Fast X. Deckard Shaw is two years older than his sister Hattie, but in reality, Jason Statham is actually 21 years older than Vanessa Kirby. The exterior of the Eton headquarters is actually the McLaren Technology Center, where the McLaren Formula One team is based the building was added to a CGI landscape. Originally, it was scripted for Brixton to say, I'm Black James Bond, but Idris Elba refused to say it, so the line was changed to, I'm Black Superman. Brixton's suit has a Wayland Corporation symbol on it. The Wayland Corporation is from the Alien franchise. Idris Elba actually appeared in Prometheus as a Wayland Corporation employee. Dwayne Johnson has stated that Keanu Reeves was in talks to play the director of Etion. That will be a big discussion point that I'll bring up in today's episode on this mysterious voice uh, of the director of Etion that we hear throughout the film. David Leitch contacted Ryan Reynolds to appear in the film. They, of course, worked together on the Deadpool films. Leitch also appears as the helicopter pilot later on in the film. Shane Black was co- in consideration to direct the film. Uh, He is most well known for directing films such as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Iron Man 3. And then lastly, Vanessa Kirby was trained by Greg Remeter and Kale Schultz for uh, for all of her action sequences throughout the film. They are the same duo that trained Charlize Theron uh, for her action sequences in the film Atomic Blonde. So we finally reached the first and only spinoff installment so far. Of the fast and furious franchise universal took one scene from fate of the furious and turned it into a two-hour film now luckily it was a good part of fate of the furious i i'm of course talking about that cool prison sequence with luke hobbs and deckard shaw uh, who are who is played by dwayne johnson and jason statham again respectively uh if you listen to the fast and furious episode uh from last week uh during this one of the standout scenes was the prison break sequence. Uh, I really loved that scene. I thought the back and forth between Jason, uh, Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson really worked. Uh, it was very, very entertaining. So I was super, super excited for Hobbs and Shaw when the trailers started dropping uh, for this film. Then it finally came out and was kind of a letdown, honestly. Uh, the CGI wasn't great, uh, and the story was very, very sci-fi, maybe even too sci-fi for a Fast and Furious film. So this spinoff centers around Hobbs and Shaw, like I said, being recruited to find a stolen weaponized virus. Uh, The virus was stolen by a burned MI6 agent named Hattie, who is played by the incredible Vanessa Kirby. I remember first seeing her in Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, She was awesome in there as the Black Widow, and she's awesome in Hobbs and Shaw. Now Hattie is actually the sister of Owen and Deckard Shaw. Uh, Just like the Toretto family, the Shaw family is very, very protective of their own. Uh, So Hobbs and Shaw team up to protect her from the true enemy of the film. Uh, It turns out that Hattie was actually set up by the film's main antagonist, Brixton, who is played by Idris Elba. I've been a huge fan of Elba ever since I first saw him in The Wire as Russell Bell, a.k.a. Stringer. Uh, Since then, he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Takers, Star Trek Beyond, the MCU as uh, Hymnal, and... uh, the Thor movies. Uh, he was made an appearance in The Office as Charles. He's an incredible, incredible actor uh, who is kind of wasted in this film, honestly. Uh, Brixton is a cyber genetically enhanced soldier who works for this big, big, massive company called the Etion. Uh, they essentially want the virus to control the world. Uh, you know, bad guy stuff. It's it's a pretty straightforward plot with ridiculous stunts and, and tons of humor thrown into it. Probably sounds familiar, right? Uh, I'll talk about this a little bit more during the ranking segments of today's show, but I am actually a little bit higher on this film after this most recent rewatch. I really, really got a kick out of the humor uh, that Johnson and Statham bring to the table, especially in this installment. Uh, Their back and forth is very, very similar to that of Ludacris and Gibson in the main storyline of the universe, Uh, but they definitely did it better. Uh, But I still really, really enjoy Hobbs and Shaw uh, slinging insults at each other throughout the film. It's honestly the part that keeps me invested uh, in the film. Uh, Like I said, the CGI isn't great, uh, and the stunts are just way too ridiculous, Uh, like Hobbs pulling a freaking helicopter with his bare hands. Uh, It kind of takes you out of the film. It does have a big family element to it because, well, it's still a Fast and Furious film. Family is what the franchise is all about. Uh, We have Hobbs and his daughter. We have the Shaw family, and we have Hobbs uh, returning to Samoa with. Kind of reuniting with his with his family, uh, who we meet for the first time in this installment. He hasn't seen them in over twenty years, and, and it takes a world-ending virus to bring them back together. That's another part of the film I really really enjoy. Uh, I'm a family guy myself. Uh, that's why I love this franchise so much. Uh, Cliff Curtis plays Hobbs' uh, brother Jonah in the film. I thought he was awesome. You've probably seen Curtis in a bunch of films throughout the years. Uh, you just probably didn't know his name. He was in Three Kings. Live Free or Die Hard, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, Push, the live action, the last Airbender film, but he's probably most well known for playing Smiley in Training Day. Uh, that's where I was first introduced to him. After seeing him in that, I was all on board for Cliff Curtis. Uh, he is just an awesome, awesome actor. Now, even though it may seem like I'm pretty down on Hobbs and Shaw, I promise you I am really, really excited to break down today uh because at the end of the day it's fast Furious film uh i love this franchise there's a lot of elements i enjoy about this particular installment uh so let's dive into some standout scenes after a quick break <laughs> Check out new release reactions every week on the show. This is where I break down and review the newest releases to hit either theaters or streaming. On the next episode, I'll be reacting to some new releases that I haven't talked about on the show yet, like DC's Blue Beetle, the latest Ben Affleck film, Hypnotic, Pixar's Elemental. I'll also be talking about my most anticipated films and shows that are coming out in the last few months of 2023. So check out new release reactions only on Cinemac Reviews. All right, it's time to... St- Break down some standout scenes. These are, of course, scenes that I think of when I first hear the title Hobbs and Shaw. So the first one on the list is Hobbs and Shaw split screen mission. This is how the movie opens up. We have Statham uh, doing his daily routine where he wakes up. He has a little breakfast, uh, goes to the gym. Uh, He starts going on this mission, getting his on all that stuff. Uh, On the flip side, we have Hobbs kind of doing the same thing, um, wakes up has some breakfast, goes to the gym, um, gets his mission, yada, yada, yada. It's really cool to see kind of similarities and differences that Hobbs and Shaw have in their, in their normal life. Um, Statham of course is more into the, you know, jujitsu and, and boxing type of, uh, workout. Whereas Hobbs is more in the weights and, and the protein and all that stuff. So, Really, really cool to see how different and also how similar these two characters are to kind of get the audience going and kind of, hey, these there's enough similarities here that these two characters could get along, even though if history uh, repeats itself, we notice in Fate of the Furious that these two characters really, really butted heads, um, which they do in this film, of course, but eventually towards the end of the film, they do uh, become really good friends um, and they, they help save the world together. So it was really cool to see kind of how, uh, like I said, you see the differences and similarities in this one little uh, split screen montage uh, that David Lights presents at the beginning of the film. Then we jump forward a little bit to uh, Shaw fighting Brixton's goons slash Hobbs fighting Hattie. Um, this is really cool. So they both start to, uh, they get their missions uh, about the virus. Um, they they both find out that Hattie uh, Shaw's sister uh, is uh is responsible for all this, so they kind of go their separate ways. Uh, Shaw decides to go to Hattie's house, uh, while Hobbs ends up finding her at a local pub. Um, where so they kind of have this really really cool fight uh, in the streets there. Um, Vanessa Kirby really showing her. Uh, flexibility and her quickness as a fighter, whereas Hobbs, of course, is relying on his brute strength. Um, We hit that one cool move where she's kind of doing this, uh, you know, um, like uh, Black Widow from the MCU uh, cobra twist thing with her legs, and Hobbs just kind of grabs her by the throat and yanks her up with one arm. Uh, It's a really, really cool fight. I love the choreography in that. Uh, And then on the opposite side, we have uh, Deckard, uh, fighting off Brixton's goons, uh, kind of using uh, Vanessa Kirby's uh, Home Alone style uh, house uh, tactics uh, to kind of defeat them. Uh, while he's trying to figure out uh, what his sister is up to, so it's really really cool choreography. That's the one thing I love about David Leitch, uh, especially with the John Wick series and the Deadpool series. He he's a he's a stunt guy. Um, so it's really really cool to kind of incorporate that. Into uh, a Fast and Furious film, uh, I really, really kind of wish that David Leitch was kind of more involved with the franchise early on. Because we could have really gotten some really, really cool fights with uh, Paul Walker. Uh, that would have been really cool if Paul Walker would have been trained uh, with David Leitch and, and and all and his team of stunt coordinators that he works with on all his movies. um Unfortunately, we were kind of robbed of that. But really, really cool to see what the franchise could have been. Uh, from a choreography fight standpoint from this film and that's one of the things that i love about this film uh even though i have a lot of issues with it is the choreography was really really well done really really ex- well executed because there was a guy like david Leitch at the helm of it so really really cool awesome fight sequences uh starting with this one here uh then we move forward a little bit to sean hobbs's first fight with brixton uh idris Elba of course he is cybernetically genetically enhanced Uh, he's got super strength he's got uh the kind of computer chip scanning ability uh in his eyes to where he can calculate you know physics and stuff when he's fighting um he's quick he's he's strong he's angry um he is a true cyborg and he is out to just massacre Hobbs and shaw and which he does in this first fight they have no match against this guy uh, he, it's in a matter of not even minutes, it's a matter of seconds, uh, before he defeats them, but luckily they end up getting away. And this kind of goes into my next standout scene. That I have is this big chase sequence, uh, that they go into. Uh, so we have Brixton on his really, really cool superbike, uh, chasing down Hob, and Hattie in this really, really awesome sports car. Uh, awesome, uh, car choreography here again by, by Leitch. Uh, really, really love it um you got brixton's really cool kind of ai transforming bike that he drives it's really really freaking cool uh he's dodging cars going underneath buses um just just craziness um this is really where the sci-fi element comes into um that i was talking about at the top of the episode um this bike is really sci-fi we have not seen anything like this before uh in the Fast Fierce franchise, let alone essentially a cyborg that is Idris Elba in this franchise. So that part there is really the franchise kind of diverting from the original storyline, which is more based in reality if you take out the stunts, of course. Uh, But the fact that we have this Terminator uh, on this uh, self-driving Superbike is just, this is really kind of separating this film from the rest of the universe, which is another big negative of mine because it's so sci fi that it's just unrealistic. Um, maybe in about 10, 15 years we can get to this point, uh, but for right now, this is just fantasy. This is sci-fi uh, stuff going on here but this chase itself i really really like the choreography just like the fighting choreography um really really awesome the the cgi isn't great i know but if you can get past the cgi um there is some really really cool car choreography going on here uh we get one of my favorite shots which is uh so statham gets this idea to kind of lose brixton by going underneath uh or past these these buses that are kind of intersecting at each other at this light intersection. So Brixton gets this idea of, I'm going to go underneath both of these things, and he like, trans the bike kind of transforms while he's kind of hanging on the back of the tire, and he's kind of doing this weird worm-like thing under the buses, and it's just one of the coolest things I've seen, even though it's very, very unrealistic because of the sci-fi nature of it, um, but I still really, really like this the idea of it is really, really cool. It's in slow-mo, which I'm a sucker for. Um, but yeah, this this chase sequence is actually pretty, pretty cool. If you can get past the sci-fi, unrealistic nature of it. Then we're going to skip forward a little bit more uh, to one of my favorite scenes here. Kevin, and I just wrote down on my list, Kevin Hart is a freaking air marshal. We have Kevin Hart in a Fast and Furious film. Uh, This was pretty exciting watching this in theater because I had no idea that him and Ryan Reynolds was going to be in here. Um, Kevin Hart was pretty funny. Um, He Apparently, he is a former uh, Delta Black Ops guy who uh, Hobbs says that were nicknamed Warlock because of the magic that they could do in the field. So the the fact that Kevin Hart plays a character codenamed Warlock is pretty funny. I got a kick out of that, but I thought he was actually really, really great in here. Uh, he, of course, has been in a few films with, with Johnson, uh, the Duman- Jumanji series, uh, Central Intelligence. So he has a pretty good relationship with Dwayne. So that was fun to see them interact with each other. Um, but yeah, this this whole thing was fun. Uh, him kind of trying to be best buddies with these guys, similar to how Ronald Reynolds was, where he's trying to be best friends with Dwayne Johnson. Uh, So I just thought this was a really, really funny, uh, awesome cameo here from from Kevin Hart, who is officially in the Fast and Furious universe now. Never saw that coming. So that's really, really cool. Then we get to the two hallway fight sequence. Uh, This was a big scene in the trailer. I remember watching it. Um, So they end up... uh, So Statham and Johnson uh, break into... Uh, Brixton's kind of headquarters area where he has Vanessa Kirby captured and where he's trying to extract the virus from him. Uh, So they come upon this two-way security hallway thing, I guess you could call it, um, where they have to open up both doors simultaneously. Um, So Johnson uh, goes into the left door, I believe, and all he has is one guy, one big guy that he's got to take down, takes him out pretty easily. Statham, on the other hand, has to fight like six or seven dudes in this one room. Again, does it pretty well, even though he kind of breaks a sweat. Um, Then we have to get to this face recognition lock on the door. Johnson grabs his big dude, does it. Green means go. He's all through the door. Statham, on the other hand, has a little bit more of a trouble here. Uh, He's got to scan like everybody's face to get to the one guy. Now i wrote this down because of the choreography part of it i love statham's choreography during him this fight sequence here with these seven dudes on the other hand this is where my negative comes in they scanned this gag of statham grabbing the wrong guy to scan the door way too long it should have been one two guys in and we out instead we get this way longer sequence where he's scanning five or six of the guys and i know it's supposed to be comedic and it is funny the first couple times but after we get to the fourth and fifth guy it's just kind of okay we need to wrap this joke up because it's kind of lost its taste now it went way too long but otherwise this was a really really fun sequence where statham gets to show his fighting choreography his training so it was really really fun then we get to probably my favorite sequence of the film and that is Brixton shocking the hell out of Hobbs and Shaw as he tries to recruit them uh, to join Etion. Uh, really, really, really love the back and forth here between Hobbs and Shaw, where they're uh, kind of just making fun at Brixton because we know deep down as an audience that they are not going to give in. Um, they have a plan, which turns out to be the Jagger, which is their code name uh, for their fighting. Uh, the way to get out of fights uh when uh hattie and statham were little kids they had their little co-names and uh, mick jagger was one of them uh but this is a really really intense scene um i can't imagine the pain getting shocked that much i think they said it was like uh three or four times you're pretty much gonna die from it but uh hobbs and shaw of course say hey we can take more than that just bring it so they get shocked a few more times and it's just really, really tense. Uh, but then we start to, then the humor starts to come in when they're like, when they first see Vanessa Kirby show up in the room and they're kind of laying out, oh, I'm going to kick that guy in the face. I'm going to punch him in the face. No, you can't punch that guy in the face. That's my punch guy in the face. You can kick that guy in the face. Uh, it was really, really, that was really funny. Um, but yeah, this was just a really, really intense uh, scene where gripston is just shocking the crap out of hobbs and shaw with these car batteries so one of my favorites for sure next one on the list brixton chasing down hobbs shaw and hattie uh around the abandoned factory that they're in uh again cgi not the greatest uh but i do like the the action that went in here with all the car stuff um you got the rock kind of driving around bulldozing over people with his big truck um Statham and Vanessa Kirby are in this uh doom bucky looking thing and they're driving around this factory, going up and down and jumping off ramps and stuff, while uh Idris Elba is chasing him on a super bike, and then we have a drone also shooting at him as well. It's a really, really cool uh chase sequence uh, around this abandoned factory. Uh then we skip way forward uh to Hobbs and Shaw on Samoa, where they go and hide out after being defeated uh, by just uh, elbow a little bit and trying to extract uh, the virus from Vanessa Kirby uh, Hobbs gets this idea uh, that his brother is probably the only person in the world uh, that could re- rebuild this broken device to extract the virus from Vanessa Kirby and help them uh, so he must face his family after 20 plus years uh, of being away from them after he turned in their criminal dad uh, into the police and he kind of turned his back because they did not like the fact that they, that he turned in their drug Lord, criminal father. So uh, big family issue there, but they kind of reconcile. But my point is, is we get to, and I didn't put all that in standout scenes because that's, that's not really a highlight of the film. What I wanted to get to was this scene where Hobbs and Shaw Uh, play tug-of-war with the helicopter that Brixton's in. Um, Again, this was a big scene uh, from the trailer. So every time I think Hobbs and Shaw, I go to this stunt here where they were first, Hobbs and Shaw uh, hook up their cable to uh, the helicopter. The helicopter ends up trying to pull them off a cliff. So uh, Hobbs's brothers and his cousins get this idea of linking their cars together. And kicking the NOS up in each car and trying to using their speed and their their weight to take down the helicopter. It breaks in. Really crazy sequence. Um, very unrealistic. Uh, like I said, we get the one shot where where the, chain, the cable breaks off of uh, Statham and Hobbs' truck. So Hobbs has to grab the chain with his bare hands and yank that helicopter. Which is heavy as shit. Uh, but somehow... Johnson is so strong that he's able to pull a freaking helicopter and link it back up to the truck. Um, Regardless of all that ridiculous stuff, this is still a standout scene in my mind because it's one of the first scenes I think of uh, when I hear Hobson Shaw because it's just so ridiculous and so out there as a stunt. It's probably one of the most ridiculous stunts in the Fast and Furious franchise for sure. Then the final scene I have is the final fight with Brixton, which I actually kind of enjoy. Uh, we get it—the tsunami's hitting Samoa, so we're getting all this rain. Um, we got the broken-down helicopter in the background. Um, finally, Hobbs and Shaw realize that hey, we can't defeat him alone. We have to work together. I'll take a punch. You t- you give a punch. You give a, you take a punch. I'll give a punch. So they're finally working together, um, which is really really cool. I love how they. They figure out that hey, we need to sacrifice ourselves in order to defeat this guy. So we get these really cool slow mo punches in the rain. Um, you know, Hobbs takes a hit. Statham lands one in the back of Idris's head. Uh, then Statham takes one to the face. Hobbs kind of headbutts Idris in the in the head as well. Just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until they finally uh, are able to take him down by. Hobbs just suflexing the crap out of Idris Elba into a rock and kind of crushing his cybernetic chip in his head. Uh, it's where he's starting to essentially get shut down. Uh, but still, really, really cool fight. I love that Hobbs and Shaw finally working together, become friends, and are able to take down the enemy. Uh, just really, really cool. And so that's pretty much Hobbs and Shaw. Um, again, we still don't know... The voice of Etion, um, that is a big question. I'll talk about that a little bit more in Burning Questions. Uh, but we get to hear that vo- at that voice at the end of their fight uh, where he's insi- where the voice insinuates that, hey, you probably don't remember me, Hobbs, but I'm coming for you. So it's somebody from Hobbs' past. Uh, so I'm really, really curious to see if we could ever get this resolved. If they do make a Hobbs and Shaw 2, or do we get this reveal in Fast 11? I'm not exactly sure. I guess we could, only time will tell. Rumor is that they are still trying to make a Hobson Shaw 2, uh, but with uh, Dwayne Johnson making a cameo at the end of Fast X, um, I don't see that coming anytime soon. He'll probably be in Fast 11, and maybe we'll get caught up in all that uh, when we meet him. But that is Hobbs and Shaw for now. Uh, my favorite, the, the standout scene to me the most is probably... Uh, Probably the shocking uh, Hobbs and Shaw scene with Brixton—that's the one that always pops into my head uh, first when I see uh, when I hear the name Hobbs and Shaw. So that—that's probably my my most standout scene out of all these. Jumping ahead, let's uh, let's go over to uh, favorite quotes. So for some reason, I remember there being a lot more awesome quotes from this movie. Um, I had kind of a difficult time trying to pull at least 10 quotes that I really liked in here. But I did imagine to pull 10. I was expecting to have a list of like 15 in here. Um, but still, there's some really, really good quotes in here. Uh, starting off, we have one from Hobbs. Every time you speak, it's like dragging my balls across shattered glass. It hurts. I just That one cracks me up every time just because Dwayne Johnson just says that with such a straight face. Uh, I personally could not do it with a straight face. I'm actually laughing right now um when i just said that so that kudos to duane for for being able to say that line with a straight face because i couldn't do it uh this one from the airport airport security guy when he reads uh hobbs's fake id at the airport michael oxmall <laughs> which if that one went overhead it's it's uh, making fun of uh him having a small male appendage <laughs> that one cracks me up as well uh, this one from Brixton, look at me, I'm black Superman. Uh, and then later on in the film, Hobbs uh, it says, that son of a bitch really is black Superman. I like that one. This one from Jonah is probably my favorite. It's not the size of the fi- of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. I really, really like that line. Uh, this one from Mama Hobbs, I don't know why I wrote this one down, but every time I think of Hobbs and Shaw, I think of this where maybe this is how the actress says it, but she goes, my baby's come home. I don't know, for some reason that one's always stuck to me. Um, this one from Deckard, you catch him, I'll gut gut him. Really, really cool line. And then these last few are from Hobbs. Let's unplug this some bitch. Uh, here comes the kryptonite. You may believe in machines, but we believe in people. Uh, so those are the quotes that really stuck out to me. I think the one that I like the most is it's not the size of the dog in a fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. I really, really like that line from from Cliff Curtis. It's really, really good. Any he said he executed that line very very well too uh he's a great actor i, I love Criff curtis favorite stunt uh brixton going under the buses uh with the super bike during that first car chase i really like that i love the snowmo i love how the the super bike kind of transforms uh like an autobot as uh elbow is kind of hanging on the back tire as it's kind of snaking his way through the buses i thought that was really cool and on that note favorite car is Brixton's Superbike? I think this thing is really, really awesome. Uh, the way it just drives itself around, it transforms. It's fast. Love the sound it makes when it zooms by. Uh, just really, really love uh, the Superbike that Idris Elba's riding in here. Now to the negatives. I mentioned a few of these. Uh, the face recognition gag during that two-way haul sequence uh, goes way goes on way too long. Uh, Should have been just maybe two guys and we're out. Um, instead, they do. I think they do all the guys multiple times, which is, that's just egregious. Way too much. It, it ruins the joke, joke when it goes that long. Too much sci-fi for a Fast and Furious film. I talked about this already. It's it's really, really sci-fi with, with Idris Elba playing a cyborg, essentially. Uh, you have the superbike, bike, transformer. Uh, that's just stuff that we've never really seen in a fan, Fast and Furious movie. Um, it, this may sound stupid when I say it, but... Fast and Furious still tries to be grounded in reality, except for the stunts, of course. Uh, so to add these science fiction elements is really, it really separates this film from the rest of the story. Uh, so I, so in my mind, it really is a huge negative in its part, even though it's cool stuff. Like I love Cyborgs, and I, and I of course, love the Superbike, because, I mean, it was my favorite car of the, or vehicle, I should say, of the film. Uh it just really separates it from the main universe which I don't like in in franchises. Uh and then the CGI wasn't great overall. Just in general, not a great film at the end of the day. I've I just I really had high hopes for this and it just kind of was a bit of a letdown. Um but like I said, I I I liked it a lot more this time. It's still not great. Uh when I get to the rankings, uh it's it's it it's going to move up a little bit. Uh, but the competition isn't isn't strong you know um it's 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 kind of a whatever story um generic villain, uh generic plot um a little bit of comedy here and there some of it's too much really great action um like I said i love I love light's uh stunt choreography in here with the fighting uh the, the car stuff is really ridiculous um but yeah just at the end of the day not not a great film. It's it's a decent Fast and Furious film, uh but again the sci-fi stuff and and the really ridiculous elements of it just really separate it from being one of the greats like Fast 5 or Furious 7. So burning questions. What happened to Samantha's mom? Uh Hobbs's wife, I would assume. Doesn't ever get mentioned. Um just something that popped into my head during this rewatch, um did she die? Did they divorce? Just curious what what happened to her mom? Just I'm just curious. Uh but the big one, who is the voice of the director of ETON? I really hope Keanu Reeves comes into the franchise for this. Uh like I said in the Furious Facts segment of today, Dwayne Johnson is really pushing to have Keanu Reeves be the director of ETON, which I would love. Um if it's not Keanu Reeves, um, maybe, I mean, I, see, I think I've seen, I think I've seen a theory somewhere that it could be Kurt Russell. Not exactly sure that one holds up. Uh, another one is Ryan Reynolds, uh, character Locke, who we meet in this. It could be him. Uh, I believe the actual voice, uh, that they chose to do the voice with the film was Ryan Reynolds, because you can really tell, uh, there are some, some Reynolds uh, voice elements in there. I think he did it, He did the actual voice work for it. Um, so I think that's kind of where the theory kind of jumped off from there is that let's just make it a big twist. Let's just make Locke the director of Etion, which would work, uh, but I think it's too obvious uh, if they went that route. Uh, so I really do wish that it is, that they get Keanu Reeves or, or someone of that high caliber of a beloved actor. And I mean, it makes sense. You know, uh, Leitch, of course, it works with Keanu Reeves and John Wick films. Uh, so they have a relationship uh, and Keanu Reeves is just really really beloved. I know he's been wanted for a lot of these franchises Fast and Furious, Marvel's wanted him I'm sure DC has approached him um, but he's very very picky on what the projects he does um, but I would love for him to be a part of the Fast and Furious universe um, even if it is the villain. Uh, I think he could really be a awesome villain in this universe so fingers crossed uh, that we do get uh This director of Etion mystery solved, and it is Keanu Reeves. That would be really, really awesome. To end the episode, let's go over the Fast and Furious rankings. So, as a refresher, here is the Fast and Furious rankings right now. Number one, Fast 5, two, Furious 7. 3, Fast and Furious 6, 4, The Fast and the Furious, 5, Fast and Furious, a.k.a. Fast and Furious, 4, 6, Too Fast, Too Furious, 7, The Fate of the Furious, Uh, number 8, so this is where it changes, Uh, right now I moved uh, Hobbs and Shaw up to 8, it was Tokyo Drift, I I dropped Tokyo Drift down to 9, so that's where that's sitting at, 10, Fast X, and then 11, F9, The Fast Saga, I enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw a little bit more this time uh, than I did Tokyo Drift. Uh, So I swapped those two around. Uh, But that is as high as I'm going to put on Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I like The Fate of the Furious more uh, because I like the idea of Vin Diesel going against the family. Uh, I like that film overall more. Uh, I think Charlie's throne was a better villain. Um, I just had way too many problems for Hobbs and Shaw uh and tokyo drift and, and and fast x and f9 which i'll talk about uh, on the final episode of the season um but i, I am surprised that that i did switch up uh, a little bit of this list now because i was not expecting uh to like Hobbs and shaw more this time around because i was pretty down on it when i first saw it but that is where the list is at now uh you can check that out on imdb and the letterbox uh, all you have to do is just search for Cinematic Reviews, and it'll pull up all the lists that I have posted on there. And I'm posting more all the time because I love ranking uh, films. Uh, it is one of the reasons why I did this podcast. Uh, I love talking about how you rank films, how you feel about it, what you dislike about it. Uh, it's just a really, really fun exercise uh, when talking about films. So, Well, that'll do it uh, for this week's Fast and Furious season here on Cinematic Reviews. Tune in next time for the final episode of the Fast and Furious season with F9, the Fast Saga. Also, check out new release reactions every week on the show. This is where I break down and review the newest releases on either streaming or in theaters. Uh, On the next episode, I'll be talking about films of 2023 that I haven't yet talked to talked about on the show. So I'm really, really excited uh, to talk about those films like Blue Beetle, Hypnotic, Elemental. Uh, Some really, really awesome show coming your way. So check that out until then. Always remember to live life a quarter mile at a time.